Welcome to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. The Vancouver Boys are the most entertaining sports cast in British Columbia. Steve Dangle here. I love the Vancouver Boys. It's the Vancouver Boys Podcast. Woo! Welcome back, everybody, to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. My name is Tyler Erlinson, and this is episode 35. 35, right? Yeah, 35. 35, You got it right. You got it. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'm joined. I'm joined here with my wonderful co-hosts, Jake Jude. Hey, I'm wonderful this week. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I felt bad from last week. (laughs) All right. Pity. (laughs) And and Marcus Keller. How's it going, everybody? I'm not anything. You're no. wonderful, and I'm just Martin. Exactly. <laughs> I said this wonderful guy. co-hosts, and I know I did. Oh, did you use uh, hosts plural that time? Oh, I pluraled it. Okay. Uh, we should probably also uh, explain why it sounds like you're broadcasting this from the moon. <laughs> it's because I am on the moon. Yeah, yeah d- different every day. But you're, you're on a work trip, so you are joining us remotely uh, this week. You are not at Vancouver Boys Studios. Uh, I am... On Vancouver Island. Yes. Okay. Now he's a Vancouver Island boy. Okay. He's an island boy. <laughs> I'm an island boy. <laughs> All right. Um, of that. But you know what I do got to ask you then is, Tyler, how's the weather where you are? <laughs> um, it's actually a little cold and a little snowy. In December? What? <laughs> I know, you, got, right? you got snow over there? We do have snow over here. Okay, we got just pounded with snow the other day, but it's pretty much yeah, all just melted it, yeah. away. It was crazy. We actually got a lot of snow, and it just dissipated instantly. Yeah, I know that was the day before I left. Yeah. Oh, I didn't okay. even have to shovel the driveway. Nice. Guess <laughs> <laughs> we should probably explain why you asked what the weather's like. Yeah, I get, it's been a long time, yeah. hasn't it? He's yeah. been here for a while. So when we I've first been home for a while, when we first started this podcast, uh, Tyler was like permanently situated in was it Manitoba? <laughs> yep, it was a few weeks yeah. there. Yeah, he was like for the first what was it like almost ten episodes? Yeah, almost. Yeah, he w- he was gone, so we did all of the episodes remotely. And it just kind of became a running joke that at the beginning of every episode, I would ask him, like, hey, how's, how's the weather where you are? And, uh, yeah, don't go listen to our old episodes <laughs> to check. Like, they're really bad. Yeah, just but, take our word for it. Yeah, no, it was uh, it, it was kind of a running joke. And then I think he left for one episode intermittently in the middle somewhere. And, yeah, when yeah. He, when, he, he went, went camping. camping. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I, went I so we asked him the weather there. So and every yeah. time Tyler's not here, we just like to... Check in on him, make yep. sure he's not caught in some sort of yeah, natural blizzard. disaster event. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like we have been. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, now, I'll, I'll stop. What's that? Sorry. <laughs> it was funny because I went from Winnipeg to Fort Mac to Terrace and then back home. Yeah. And right. it was just like getting worse and worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll stop talking now and let you host the episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. All right. Well, we have a ton to talk about. And this is an interesting episode because we're kind of changing things up. We have a, a pretty cool interview lined up for you guys. So uh, we'll jump into that in a bit. But first, we're going to take it away with the uh, fake sponsor. All right. I'm going to start talking again. No, lucky <laughs> I guess us. I, I, guess I, didn't, I didn't throw that to him in a very smart way. It's yeah. like, I'll stop talking now. The next segment's mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, uh, for uh, those of you listening out there, I'll let you know that the fake sponsor is only a placeholder for a real sponsor, which we think we will be able to get someday. This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by the Beached Barge in English Bay. 
Much like the Arizona Coyotes being in Arizona, the Beach Barge is somehow still there. The Beach Barge and the Arizona Coyotes. How is it still there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, another thing they have in common is they probably won't be there for long. (laughs) That's right. Hey, you watch your mouth. (laughs) Well, they actually made an attempt. We're hoping for the best. Okay, well, you are. (laughs) hopefully the beached barge stays exactly where it is and the mcbarge gets a friend (laughs) yeah well no they exactly they actually uh are making an attempt to remove it because there's a king tide that's about to happen so they think the water's going to rise high enough that they'll be able to get it unstuck Mm. uh as for the coyotes they're waiting for a new commissioner of the nhl (laughs) so (laughs) they'll both be out of there soon yeah if you would like to sponsor our podcast for some reason uh you can always reach us by email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail.com and if you just want to get in touch with us for anything else you can always find us on instagram tiktok twitch and youtube all of which at vancouver boys podcast or on twitter at vancouver boys underscore because vancouver boys podcast was too long it was too long of a handle (laughs) we couldn't use it so vancouver boys underscore that's where we're at on twitter everywhere else at vancouver boys podcast Thanks, Marcus. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yes, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. All right. Well, Thanks, to continue con- to continue the cycle of uh, of change and weirdness, instead of jumping into the Canucks news right now, we're gonna throw it over to the goof of the week, and you guys will see why. What a goof! Yeah, welcome to my segment early this week, the yeah. early edition of <laughs> the goof of the week. And uh, yeah, this is my segment of the show where I find a story involving a player, coach, organization, team, player, what have you, and uh, bring that story up with these guys and we have a little chat about it. And this week, we're actually going to switch over to the NFL. Oh boy. Do you guys guys watch Sunday football? You guys ever spend the whole day just chilling, watching football all day? Very rarely do I spend... I sure do. (laughs) 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 I, I... I watch football on Sundays, but I usually don't dedicate days to doing it. It's like if there's nothing else to do, I'll, I'll watch it. It's right. kind of, you know, cash, very, very okay, casual. Okay, so you're a casual NFL fan. Yes. Okay. And Tyler, you're just a diehard Sunday is for football. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, Sundays are my recovery days, so I don't get out of bed and I just watch football all day. Yeah, I should life. try that. Should try it's that. a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah. speaking of which, uh, did you catch the Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens game this weekend? I did not. You did, did not. Oh, good. Okay. So neither of you have heard of this. So yeah. it was a pretty tight game. Okay. It was, uh, it was pretty close all the way until the, uh, the end of the game. There were 10 seconds left and the Baltimore Ravens were going for, I think it was a two point conversion. Uh, they were on the two or three yard line as they normally are. And, uh, Hut the ball. Lamar Jackson steps back, tosses it. Player wide open, slips out of his hands, and they lose the game. Oof. Yeah. Um, they could have easily gone for the point after touchdown, kicked it through the uprights, and gone into overtime, but they went for all the marbles, and they lost. Therefore, they are the biggest goof of the week. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that is tough. That guy's probably getting razzed in the dressing room after the game. Oh, I don't think much is being said in that dressing room. There's only one game a week for the NFL. Was it like, I'm not really familiar with right now who's really good and who's really bad, but was it like an important game, would you say? Yeah, so this was a divisional matchup. 
Oh, okay. And in, in, in the NFL, it's the first place team in each division makes the playoffs. And then it's the two teams with the best record outside of first place. They play in a wild card game and then okay. the winner goes into the playoffs. Yeah. And so are they both in the wild card race here? So like I said, they're both in the same division. Baltimore is in first place in their division and the Steelers are in third. But uh, yeah, this was a pretty important game for the Steelers to win. And because of that kind of errant play, they did. Okay, I, I don't want to put you guys on the spot too much, but have you guys ever been the reason your team has lost a game? Like, have you single-handedly made one move or mistake that you can pretty definitively say cost your team the game? Absolutely. Yep, me too. I don't think I ever have. I've come close. I, I've put us in a spot where we could have lost the game. I've sent us to overtime when we, shouldn't, when we should have won in regulation, but we ended up winning the game anyway. Mm-hmm. The there's one though that comes to mind for me, and I'll only say this because I know this guy would never listen to this podcast. <laughs> uh, it was actually in a soccer game. It was we were in the gold medal game, not just for a tournament, for the league. Like we yeah. were in our division. This was the gold medal game to see who could take it home. Uh, the other team had a corner kick, and it was pretty late in the game. It was tied up, so I guess you could say it was gonna go either way. Uh, one of our defensemen jumped up and something just misfired in his head and he put his hands straight up and just whacked the ball. Oh yeah. Just like a weird, like brain fart moment. They got a penalty kick from like, you know, 15, 20 feet in front of the net, scored it 10 minutes later, the game was over. Yeah. And so we, we walked out with the silver and like, we, we were mad, but of course we all felt terrible for him. Right. Like you never, it was almost worse to think about what that would have felt like than to have done it yourself. If that makes sense. Y'all should have just beat him. Well, <laughs> uh, no, we do like this person, but he. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I know. There's again, he's not a hockey fan. No way he listens to this podcast. But uh, if he is listening, I'm sorry. I'm still talking about this like ten years later. <laughs> Tyler, what's your story? Well, I mean, the most recent time, I my first game back from after shoulder surgery, I may as well have not played. I was that useless on the ice. Every time I touched the ice, the other team scored. So it was just one of those cases where don't jump into a hockey game without skating for two years. But there was another game back when I was playing midget AAA. It was a tie game with maybe 10, 15 seconds left in the game. And a guy wound up, took a slap shot from the point. I went to block it in front, hit the top of my stick, went top corner on our own net. Game over. Oh, top shot. But I mean, like... At least there, like, it's not really your fault, right? Like, that just I, kind of the puck went in. Maybe there was nobody other than me in front of the net. I should have <laughs> moved and let the goalie make the save. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of on you. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, let's be real. Buddy should have saved it. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Play. You should have better reflexes than that. <laughs> yeah, come on. You can't stop a <laughs> deflected slap shot. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, mine was mine was pretty bad, too. I was uh, I was in high school. I played for the high school basketball team, and we were the host team for the provincials. Okay. So we made the provincials no matter what. Yeah. However, we were also the best team in our district. Oh, so it didn't matter. You would have made it anyway. Well, that here's the thing. We were. I think we went. If we didn't go undefeated in the season, but we went pretty close to undefeated all season. Okay. We went into the playoffs and we actually got upset. So okay. We we lost out of the playoffs, but like I said, because we were the host team, we still made it into the playoffs. But because we got upset, we came in as the 16 seed. 
So we came in and we had to play one of the best teams. And back then it was like they kind of shuffled the teams up a little bit. Okay. So it was uh, eight played one and 16 played nine. It was kind of a weird oh. way they, they did it. Okay. And then, yeah, and then you kind of had like two brackets, kind of like east and west. Mm-hmm. And then that's how they broke it down to the final. So anyway, so we played the nine seed in the tournament. And they were this team from like the Okanagan or whatever. And we ended up beating them pretty pretty good. Like we came in and like we shouldn't have been a 16 seed. So yeah. we beat them pretty good. So we made it to the second round. And then that's when we crossed over and played against one of the teams that were in the top bracket. And they were actually one of a... Um, uh, a rival of ours. They were the team from kind of a, a, a neighboring city. And okay. We played them a few times, some in scrimmage, some in tournaments throughout the season, and they were pretty good. Okay. Uh, so the game was was pretty tight. It was on a Friday afternoon during school hours, Ooh. so the whole school could come down and watch us play. And uh, it was a really tight game. I remember I played like most of the first half, and then quite a bit in the second half too. Uh, I was off on the bench for like the last maybe like five minutes of the fourth quarter. But then with like two minutes left, he wanted to put out all his good defensive players to try to maintain the lead. Right. So I go out there and we didn't score very much in the last two minutes, but we kept a pretty good lead. Anyway, they come back, slowly start chipping away at our lead. And then we were down to, we were only up by one. And of course we go down, don't score. They bring it back on us. 15 seconds left to go in the game. I'm a center. So I'm in the, in the post, which is like right below the basket. My check uh, boxes me out, spins, catches, and fires, scores the game-winning basket with 10 seconds left to go. We go down, run a Hail Mary type of play. Didn't score. They won the game. And then we went into the loser's bracket. And I felt like garbage in front of the school. Yeah. I felt like garbage. And so I know exactly what it's like to drop a pass on the one-yard line because that's pretty well what I did. Yeah. Also, that was the last mean-something game of basketball I've ever played in my entire life. So, <laughs> mm, yeah, don't, don't mean to one-up you guys at all, but, like, no, oh, you, man. you got us. I'm, without trying to make you feel worse, I'm glad we saved that one for last. <laughs> yeah, I'm super glad that happened to you. And not- <laughs> <laughs> you dick. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. I'm glad it wasn't me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> You're sitting here like, yeah, this was the worst moment of my high school career, Tyler sits there and goes, good, you deserve it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right, that's... End the call uh, with him. (laughs) Yeah, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think that's enough ripping on Jake. Freeze in hell, buddy. (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. (laughs) It's all good. Yeah, anyway, that's the goof of the week. Um, The Baltimore Ravens wide receiver, I guess. I don't know. Shouldn't have dropped the pass, buddy. Should have caught it and then won the game for your team. But you didn't. She's the biggest goof of the week. Yeah. All right. Well, with that being said, we have a very special interview for you guys this week. One of the biggest Canucks Instagram news pages, Canucks Access. How's it going, Canucks Access? Hey, good, good. Uh, the very first thing I want to bring up is uh, what brought you to being a Canucks fan? Well, I'm, I actually live in Edmonton. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I went to my first game in Vancouver when I was younger with my dad on, like, a business trip. And, uh, yeah, I've just, I guess, stuck with them since then. Yeah, I guess it was probably some pretty rough years in Edmonton. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Looking outside was probably a good idea. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just want to say that's actually kind of funny because the only out-of-town stadium I've ever been to is Rogers Place when my stepdad took me on a business trip to watch a game there. So that's a really funny <laughs> oh, parallel. Yeah. That you, you're uh-huh. 
Yeah, except I, I stuck with Vancouver, unfortunately, as, <laughs> as my team. Really? You were yeah. convinced by those years and years and years of losing? No. <laughs> no, no. You, you, know what, you know what almost switched me over was that uh, Roger's place has escalators in it. That oh. blew my mind. I'd oh, kill dude, for escalators. I know. Easy. I know. It's, su- it's like if you've never been to that stadium and you've only been to Roger's Arena, it's like you, when, you co- when you go to Roger's Arena, you feel like you're in... Uh, an ancient stadium versus really? that thing. Yeah. Oh, it, it's just state of the art. Rogers place is nuts. Yeah. Do you catch very many uh, Canucks Oilers games? I, I go to every one actually. Yeah. Really? Down here, yeah. You catch every yeah. single time the Canucks are in Edmonton. Yeah. Every time, even preseason. Even Damn. preseason. Wow, dude, you're a true fan. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that yeah. would make I think, sense. I think we figured that out. Yeah. We concluded that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean this. This guy is dedicated. He he runs the number one source for all things Canucks here, and he's from Edmonton. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, that that's pretty incredible. Um, I, I got another question here yeah. regarding Travis Green. What uh, what were your thoughts on him? I don't think this was really all his fault, personally. But I mean, like that defense, right? Was not. <laughs> it was not good. Um, no, was no excuse for the forwards. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, not producing, sure. right? So, yeah, that's kind of my initial thoughts. So, do you think bringing in uh, Bruce Boudreau is gonna like completely turn that defense around, or or change things I up? Think, or, I've or? been calling for Boudreau actually for a while. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. really like that. But you've been specifically calling for Bruce Boudreau to come in. Uh, yeah, I mean, looking at the coaches who are out there, I thought he was. I thought he was. I thought he was the best one. What about Torts? Well, I mean, <laughs> Torts no, is, is not, a little busy. He's on the panel. Back. No, <laughs> yeah, no, he's we are not bringing Torts back. Torts was a fun right publicity now. stunt for that one year, but that was it. They could, oh, they could bring in Hartley. I think he just won the uh, the Continental Cup or whatever they call it in the KHL. Right. Well, they brought yeah, in well, Boudreaux. He can stay there. So. <laughs> he can stay there. <laughs> <laughs> he's having success in the KHL. Might as well leave him there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, okay. look at the success he had with Calgary. So, Yeah, good point. Yeah. I, I agree, though, with you, though, that it, it's not entirely Travis's fault. I, I'd been saying that for a while, that, you know, he can only yeah. he can only do so much with the roster he was given. And while admittedly, yeah. even as bad of a roster as it is, he didn't play them that well. Uh, I, I agree that, you know, he can only, you can only eat the food that's on your plate, right? Yeah. Um, what is your overall opinion of the way the team is constructed right now? Do you think this team has the bones to make a deep run? Or do you think they're better off uh, tearing it down and starting over again? I don't think tearing it down is needed. You know, we saw, I mean, I hate to, you know, refer back to the bubble, but what they did in the bubble with that almost same top six, right? Like, yeah same goalie i think you just got to fix the defense i think like poolman has not 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 been good um yeah no i i agree poolman is just uh he's someone who i feel has almost gotten worse since he's gotten here like like at first he seems steady enough but it seems like the oddly enough the more playing time i'm seeing him the more almost tyler myers like mistakes i'm seeing him make and yeah. uh, that's about the highest insult I can give any NHL player. Um, I, I want to move uh, just to a quote real quick uh, to get your take on it. Just something that I've had harsh opinions on, but they've gone relatively unchecked because I'm probably the m- most passionate Canucks fan here. So I have some 
unique takes. Passionate also means bias. In L- listen, <laughs> listen. Hey, yes. hey. Hundred percent bias. <laughs> Not biased. Yes. No. <laughs> How do you even start to defend that? I I don't know. Um, but a- anyway, uh, to what I was going to ask was actually from a quote from uh, Aquilini at the press conference after um, uh, it was announced that Green and uh, Benning were out. Um, Aquilini uh, <laughs> had a quote that almost made me laugh when he said, owners own, managers manage, coaches coach, players play. The minute you cross that line, there's no alignment anymore. I always support the GM and let the coach and GM do whatever they need to do. I don't want to get involved. Um, now, before I give an opinion on that, I, I just, I really wanted to hear what your thoughts on that were. That's pretty funny coming from GM Aquilini. That's pretty funny. That's ironic. So you are definitely of the mindset that he was pulling the strings behind the scenes? Yeah, well, you did you see like some of the reports saying that he wasn't allowed to Benning wasn't allowed to make any deals before he's fired. Yeah, and that, well, crazy. well, I mean, if you know you're going to get fired, <laughs> yeah. then then it's yeah, kind of yeah. time, yeah. time to Bad sell the game. farm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was that, but then there there were even reports beforehand of of Aquilini saying that he wasn't going he didn't let Benning make buyouts the year before last off season because he wanted to save money. He wanted to sign some of those big name free agents because he thought it would just sell tickets. And, and it, yeah, yeah. from what I understood, it sounds like this whole time he has been the one pulling all the strings. So it was Satyar Shah. He said that Aquilini didn't allow Benning. I don't know if any of you guys know this, but to, to sign to Foley, Tanner, and Markstrom, he yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, I think that that's crazy. I heard that as well. And that that was that was the year that Benning wanted to buy out some players to make some cap room and Aquilini mm-hmm. just said no. Mm-hmm. And that was why we we lost all those guys. We lost Stetcher, Toffoli, Markstrom, Tanev. Yeah. You know, guys that would have the whole really bubble helped. team. Yeah. The bubble roster left. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine if we had Toffoli and Stetcher instead of Myers. Imagine if our goalie tandem was Markstrom Demko. Well, see, with that, I'm okay that we lost Markstrom in the sense that it gives Demko more playing time because just switching them back and forth isn't going to be good for Demko's development. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And what not? We also would have lost one of them to Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah. So, so that whole thing made sense. But uh, to to be fair, I will give Myers credit. He did not look bad last game. I think that's the best game I've seen him play. That's one game in like, <laughs> how long has he been here? Too long. Yeah, too long. <laughs> and long it's time. not half as long as he's probably going to be here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Not, six foot eight defenseman that won't six. fight. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not quite on the let's forgive Myers train yet. Who's, uh, who's your most, or who are you most surprised about this year on the Canucks roster? In good way, bad way, or both? both. Good way. I wouldn't say. I think I expected that from Connor Garland. What he's doing, I think exactly. Uh, I'd say OEL. Yeah, he's been really solid. Yeah, I, I I'd way. agree with you, but I, I'd like to hear you elaborate. I just want to point out, I fully agree with you. Thanks for pointing that out. I would. I. You're welcome. It's been pointed out. <laughs> it's that kind of commentary that people come here for. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> Shut up. Let, yeah, my let him explain. Let him explain. <laughs> Just, just solid defensively. Like he's not—he's just playing a really simple game. He's not trying to do too much. 
playing maybe a bit too slow sometimes, but I think it's I think it's worked out for him. It's because he's got an idiot on his pair. Sorry, Myers, um, who jumps up every time. So, no, I think I think he's doing a good job. Yeah, he's the reason Myers is in a minus hundred. Yeah. <laughs> hey, he could learn a thing from Myers. Drop passes in his own corner. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty sick. Yeah, great <laughs> idea. Or defending the corner when there's nobody in there. <laughs> yeah. Just stay That's as far favorite. away from the puck in your own zone as yeah. you can. Yeah, that wasn't my check. I, I wasn't near him. Yeah, no, he's just firmly planted on the weak side. Yeah, nothing's happening over there. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, just to go back to the question, and we'll ask your most surprising player in a bad way but i i feel like yours might be the same as every other canucks fans yeah it's it's been it's it's been patterson yeah <laughs> um and i'd like to throw brock Besser's name in there too patterson has shown signs of getting out of this a bit like slowly lately but besides that goal have besser really hasn't done any he's been invisible in my opinion yeah that is 100 percent true i think uh i think bruce boudreau is going to be Really good for Besser, though, just yeah. with that shoot-first mentality. Um, <clears throat> during that interview they had, he went up to him and he said, he's like, you used to score against us all the time because you were yeah. shooting the puck. He's like, you're not shooting the puck now, so you're not scoring. It's just like, he's like, I don't I don't want you to pass. Just shoot. Yeah. And, and look how it worked out. He got a garbage goal in, in his first game yeah. with Boudreaux behind the bench. Because he shot. Exactly. It didn't have to be perfect. It just had to be a shot. Pedersen needs to start taking notes, too, because... He, yeah. met, he he passed up on a lot of opportunities last game mm. where he could have just ripped it and he was trying to make that perfect pass. But I did like the fact that he was playing with Garland and you could see he was actually looking for Garland on the ice. That line is has been dynamite. Like oh, They looked so yeah. good. Like the chemistry with Garland and Pod Colson was already there and then now you're throwing Petey in there. Like they looked really good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, one thing I uh, noticed about that, just that you bring up chemistry in the lines, is that it seemed like Boudreaux was trying to keep those lines together in the special teams. I, I noticed on the power play, the units one and two, I, I don't even know which one you'd call the first unit or the second unit anymore. They're yeah. almost like 2A and 2B, but um, they, they had Garland, Pods, and Pedersen all on one unit. And that they, yeah. it was nice to see that they're trying to keep that chemistry together. I think that makes a lot of sense. Other than Chase not on the ice, but <laughs> yeah, so that's I, a that's an argument for another day. So I got I got another question here. The Abbotsford Canucks. I really like watching uh, watching their games. I like watching their highlights. And I'm just curious, have you been kind of following their their up and comers a little bit? Um, I've been not. I haven't. Honestly, I haven't watched any games, but no, I've been I've been keeping an eye on kind of what's happened down there. Yeah. Okay, because I I really wanted to get your take on guys like Jet Wu and Daniel Klimovich, but um. Uh, well, actually, just uh, two guys who I think should be in the NHL based on what I've seen. I haven't I've, I haven't watched any games, right? So, but uh, stats wise, and what other people are telling me, that Phil DiGiuseppe should be in the NHL. <laughs> you know what? I remember. Did you, did you I, I, see that goal? He just scored. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that, that ridiculous. Yeah. You know what? It, I find this funny because me and Jake had a debate about this. We went to, was it the Winnipeg uh, preseason game that me and you went to? No, it was the Kraken game. You're right. You're right. It was, it was the, the Kraken. Yeah, it was the Kraken. It was the Kraken, right? Yeah. Um, so we went to the Kraken versus Canucks preseason game at Rogers Arena. And uh, Di Giuseppe was in the lineup. And I said a few times, I'm like, 
he actually doesn't look too bad. And, you know, Jake yeah. was just ripping into me the whole game about how he's a perennial AHL player. Or what do you call him? A fifth liner? I think <laughs> is the term you use. Yeah, something like that. But, yeah, I, I don't dislike him. I think he's fine. No, you yeah. know what? I, I can actually see him moving up, though, to play on that fourth line or whatever, or even fill in on the third line somewhere. Yeah. But uh, one player is that's kind of been struggling lately down there is Daniel Klimovich. He's been scratched the last couple games. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't, obviously, I don't, as probably you guys don't, didn't follow the uh, Bulgarian Hockey League or right, wherever he played. Um, <laughs> no, we, we do not yeah. cover that. Darn. I don't, I don't know how I'm hard it's going to be. I'm a big fan of the, I think it's yeah. the, I don't know how hard it's going to be. It's going to be pretty hard for him to, you know, go from that league to the AHL. I think it'll take him some time, but no, yeah. Yeah, it'll take him a bit, but in all fairness, no one thought he'd be in the AHL this year. Everyone thought he'd be yeah. in the queue. So I, I'm just happy he's been as good as he has been, even if he struggled. You know, it's I've always heard the term uh, better to be the worst player on a good team than the best player on a bad team, you know, as far as development yeah. goes. In some sense. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah, don't, don't want to be bottoming out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, You're just riding the pine. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's different. But I mean, and you're right, he has been scratched for a couple games, but as long as he keeps getting a decent amount of ice time there, I'd be happy with it. Well, looking at that, um, what you just said there, sounds like Louis Erickson was the worst player on the Canucks, and now he's the best player on the Coyotes. <laughs> hey, which just is, got his thousandth game. Yeah, which I'd say is about equal. The worst player. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's still, <laughs> yeah. he's still very much the same player. Oh, he's an absolute beauty. Do you, um, I know you're obviously a huge Canucks fan, but uh, do you follow the rest of the league at all either? Uh, yeah, I do, yeah. So I'm really curious. Uh, one of the themes that we kind of joke about on this show is we love talking about our second favorite teams too. Um, who's your second favorite team? Well, I don't, this, lately, I don't, I haven't really had one, but during the, when Columbus swept Tampa, I was actually really big on Columbus. So if I, if I'd had to say a team, yeah, it'd, it'd be Columbus. All right. Who was your favorite player on that team when that happened? Oh, it was Panarin. Panarin was, yeah, that was fun to watch in Columbus. In my heart, I was hoping you were going to say Matt Duchesne. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, sorry, we should elaborate. Jake's a Preds fan. Okay. We don't know why, but yeah. he is it doesn't really make sense. I think he played a video game when he was like four and decided <laughs> that he was going to be a Preds fan. Yeah, like 90% of the other kids who grew up and decided they wanted to like teams from outside their hometown. Yeah. That's usually how it happens. Yeah, the uh, Artemi Panarin is an absolute beauty and arguably one of the top few players in the NHL for sure. Yeah, one of the top paid. That's not up for debate. <laughs> no, nope, but he's well worth every penny. If you could make one move that would really shake up this team, what would it be? Does it have to be realistic? Because can I can I just say Myers for a seventh round pick? <laughs> that sounds realistic. Nobody's to me. giving up a seventh for Myers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seventh if we retain half his salary. Yeah. Or all of it. <laughs> Vander Evander Kane for Myers and no retiree. No no salary retained on either side. Yeah. In my opinion, JT Miller is our best player. Yeah, well, he certainly has been this season. I, I wouldn't argue yeah. that. Okay. I, I believe I believe he's proven now that he's he, unless Ederson doesn't like you know maybe this is just me hating on him because he's been so ass this season but yeah I think I think JT Miller Miller's better than him I don't know he's he's putting up the points he's 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I, right. I could see that. I would say Pedersen might have the higher ceiling still because he's so young. Yeah. But nope. uh, you're right. As of right now, yeah, Miller is, I would say for sure. If we're picking who we're sending to the All-Star game, if there was one this year, yeah. I'd be going JT Miller as my first pick, if not Demko. For but sure. Yeah, as far as skaters, uh, it'd be uh, JT Miller. If we're picking who we're trading, it's going to be Pedersen. No, shut the fuck up with this, well, that, dude. Well, that was, that was the question, and it sounds like that's what his answer was. Was it not? Uh, no, no, no. That was like to the, uh, a hot take about the team or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. So if you had to I, move him, what kind of return would you expect to get? Well, think of like, you know, like the Dubois lining trade. Obviously, I think Pedersen's better in both of them, but I think in, in like the shape of this team right now, you'd need another star player back. Yeah. Um, and maybe a bit of added fe- uh, features, I guess, maybe get a couple of picks in there. Yeah. That's all right. Hear me out. Oh, oh no! This this this, this yeah. never ends well, dude. Just brace Anytime yourself. Anytime he prepares you for a hot take, it's like you might as well take the headphones off. <laughs> Tyler Myers, Elias Pedersen, and a draft pick for Zach Wierenski and Patrick Laine. I'm trying to comprehend what you just said, <laughs> dude. You took the words out of my mouth. I was sitting here just like. Oh. Is is it a bad trade? Is it a good trade? Is it there? There's just you, you got to think. Like obviously, Wierenski is just miles better than Myers. But then you have Line and Pedersen, and you look that they're they're what they are. Yeah. But you're also putting in a draft pick. Yeah. Wh- so I, wh- I, where's the? I can't believe it comes down to this. But where's the pick? <laughs> Second round. Ooh, that's pretty high. That is. <laughs> But you're getting Line, who could potentially <laughs> turn his career around in Vancouver, and you're getting Zach Wierenski, who fixes your fucking defense. Well, not completely. No, that's strong, but you're... Well, hear, hear me out. You get Myers gone. Right. You get Wierenski in. Okay. This so is now good. your top three is Wierenski, Hughes, OEL. Sounds nice. Yeah. I mean, so. but one of those guys have to play right side, right? Because you're not going to stack them all on one side. Doesn't Wierenski play the right? I don't think he does. I think only left. Well, he's going to learn to play the right. <laughs> um, I'd rather just not do the trade if that's what if that's really the question. I'm just yeah. not going to do the trade. Yeah, that, that's tough though. Like I can see why you draw the comparisons, but and why you could think it's level. But if I'm the GM, I'm I'm not pulling a stunt that big because if Pedersen and and I have confidence that he will. Uh, come out of this kind of recession that he's gone into, he could make you heavily regret that trade. That's true, but you never know. I guess another thing I could ask you is like a one of the bigger Canucks accounts. You have interactions with a lot of uh, Vancouver Canucks fans. Yeah, is is there like what's the vibe you're getting off of the fan base since uh, the moves of the GM and the coach out and the new guys coming in? What what's been the the general? Uh, what's been the most common reaction you've seen? Surprisingly, lots of positivity, actually. Um, it's weird to, you know, see that. Um, that, no, on it, I usually, like, get, like, a lot of, like, on any move, pissed off people in my DMs. And I, I to be honest, I don't think I've gotten one. Like, everyone just, the happy sense of hope, I guess, with these moves. Yeah. And that, well, yeah. I think everyone's just looking for a reason to be happy. 
Yeah. And looking for for something that's going to bring them joy with this team. So Jesus, that's bleak. No, well, no, he he's not wrong. I mean, I I was at Boudreaux's first game, and it, it, it was it, the whole right from the beginning before the puck dropped, before we'd scored a goal. The vibe in the arena was just that people seemed happy to be there, and and I have not seen that at a game yet. People seemed like you said they just had hope. They walked in thinking we could win this game. There's there's a high chance we can win this game, and I have not seen that honestly since maybe the first one or two games of this season, and then before that, like before COVID hit. It's been well, a they long even time. had the uh, they even had that that chant going for Bruce yeah. there too. Bruce, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> that was awesome. Very very refreshing. They even got a standing ovation at the end of the game. So that was just that was awesome awesome to see. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. We got a, a lot of insight and it was uh, super fun to talk Canucks with people other than just Marcus. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. And, and hear more and, opinions and Jake, than just his. And Jake just a little bit here and there. Yeah. But uh, I, I like to chime in. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. No, that was uh, that was a lot of fun. And uh, we really appreciate you swinging by and uh, jumping on yeah. for for this interview. So yeah, uh, for sure. thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. You're more than welcome to come back and chat hockey with us whenever you like. Um, we really appreciate uh, you doing this with us. It was a lot of fun. And uh, like Jake said, hopefully we can have you on another episode soon. Yeah, for sure. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no worries. Uh, thanks a lot, man. And enjoy the rest of your night. Yeah, you too. Peace. Bye. Man, that was a lot of fun. Uh, we really appreciate you coming on. And I had a wonderful time. How do you guys feel? That sucked. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, it's always fun getting to interview uh, fans of the show and and internet uh, internet people. Can I say what a breath of fresh air it was to talk to another Canucks fan on this show? <laughs> that that felt really nice. Yeah, be the last time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thanks. Well, no, that's not true. We're, we're definitely always open to having listeners uh, on the podcast. If you feel like you have any interesting takes or anything you want to talk about with us, uh, we'd love to have you on. Uh, definitely feel free to hit us up on any of our social media. We are on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and YouTube, all of which at Vancouver Boys Podcast. Also on Twitter at Vancouver Boys underscore. And if you want to reach us in a more formal matter, you can always find us on our email address at VancouverBoysHockey at gmail.com. Well, I think that just about wraps things up for the first half here. Yep. It was a very long first half, but uh, we had a lot of great, conversation and stuff for you guys and uh we have a lot to talk about after the break so yeah, stick around a lot and more coming yeah we got like the whole nhl news on the other <laughs> side of the break yeah if there are any exactly. fans if there are any fans who aren't canucks fans yeah uh, sorry up. about that and uh <laughs> we'll get we'll get to what you're here for pretty soon yeah so we'll see you guys right after the break after uh, another word from our fake sponsor This week's episode of the Vancouver Boys Podcast is brought to you by the Beach Barge in English Bay. Much like the Arizona Coyotes being in Arizona, the Beach Barge is still there. The Beach Barge and the Arizona Coyotes. How is it still there? We'll be right back. Do, do we have any cane shit? Yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. Um, 
Well, we were going to talk about how he... Um, I feel like Tyler's going to come up with a really funny way to enter into this segment. I hope so. So let's give him as little of a push as we can. You're listening to the Vancouver Boys Podcast. That's her name. Don't wear it out. Man, we got to sign this guy to a 6x6. Six six. Tampa Bay was $18 million over the salary cap. UC Soros is the best goalie in the NHL. Welcome back from break, everybody. And as per usual, we're going to jump into our segment that involves Evander Kane. Our after break Evander Kane or P.K. Subban segment, this which just, there's no P.K. Subban news, kind of. They're the yeah. well so we're we're going to stick up. with Evander Kane here. All right, let's hear it. What did he do this week? The better question is what didn't he do? <laughs> Mad rolled up, guns a-blazing. <laughs> Coming after his wife, coming after his kids. Holy shit, dude. No. He started blasting. Yeah. Pop, pop, pop. No, he was uh I, I think he's been carrying a piece because he's a little scared of Ryan Reeves, but you know, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. <laughs> no, the um so what really happened was Evander Kane's ex wife, I guess we're gonna call her. Yep, I think that's fair now. It's a safe bet to make. Um, Released a video of Evander Kane running after her with a gun, which was a prop gun that we found out later. It was used in a photo shoot and that she was also court-ordered not to release this video because it was misleading. And for somebody who didn't know, would think he was literally chasing her around with a gun. Mm. But man, this, this man never fails to amaze there's always something with him or his wife (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean she might be she might be getting her own segment here pretty soon (laughs) you know what gets me about this too and this is a minor detail overlooked and and i find it weird that i'm even the one pointing it out but in the video there's like a snapchat caption on it that says psychopath she's divided psychopath into two different words she has hasn't she which i find very interesting who is she referring to as the psychopath (laughs) She, yeah, no, this is uh, this is one where you could almost argue Kane didn't really do anything. This was, um, it, it sounds like this was a bit of a failed attempt made by his now ex-wife to try to get custody back of her kids, which, and I, I cannot stress this enough, she lost custody of her kids to Evander Kane. <laughs> so I think, I think that says a lot about her as a mother. Well, clearly he must be a good guy if they gave him his kids back. Yeah, damn. But, or, yeah. Imagine being the judge at this court hearing and just going, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. Just picture like a, like a 75-year-old white woman. She hasn't sworn in her life. You got to be fucking kidding me, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like Evander Kane, psycho chick. Foster care. Oh. Uh, you know what? Let's roll the dice with a Vander Kane. <laughs> That's never what you want to hear in a custody battle. Is let's just roll the dice with the dad. <laughs> More specifically, a Vander Kane. <laughs> yeah, the man's packing heat. <laughs> I just love how you introduced this segment as a Vander Kane comes in, guns a blazing. <laughs> 
That's well, great. I mean, hey, is there any? Is there really any other way to introduce Evander Kane? No, I guess not. No, he's always he's guns ablazing. <laughs> <laughs> On the ice or off the ice, he's guns ablazing. <laughs> Oh man, I think that's yeah. another Photoshop we're gonna have to make and throw on the Instagram. <laughs> oh, I think it's already been made. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll you, get something up there for sure. Yeah, you just gotta make sure you check on on what he bet on beforehand. Yeah, will he shoot? Will he not shoot? I don't know. <laughs> I hope this guy makes a bounce back and he ends up on a team where he, you know, Me scores too. goals. <laughs> like I really hope he stays in the NHL. Uh, yeah, because the memes the would Canucks. be great. <laughs> I also, in all honesty, like, I hope he makes a recovery in his off-ice life, too, right? Like, I hope he can see oh, yeah. how much yeah. of a shit show this has become and, you know, decide, even now that he does have custody of his kids, think, you know what? I got to be a better dad, right? You always hope hope that people take it the right way. Yeah. Local boy, too, by the way. Yeah, certified local boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would look great on that line with Miller and Besser. Bring him back to where he's from. Exactly. Yeah. All right, jumping away from Vander uh, Vander Kane because <laughs> getting we, away from because he's holding yeah, a loaded gun, <laughs> running as fast as you can, serpentining, <laughs> yeah. just sprinting in the opposite direction. <laughs> well, not really the opposite direction because we're headed to the Winnipeg Jets. Oh, okay. So there's probably more guns there. Um, <laughs> did you guys did you guys see that Winnipeg versus um, Toronto game by chance? No, I didn't watch the game at all. I have not seen it, yeah. but man, the headlines to come out of yeah. this thing. I, I, I actually um, put in a lot of effort to make sure I never watch a Winnipeg Jets game. Oh. So, And you know what? I don't typically watch a lot of <laughs> Leafs games. So, <laughs> so I, I think it, stand a reason. it makes sense how neither of us saw that one. Yeah. Darn, must have missed it. Yeah. Eh? Tyler, did you catch it? I I sure did. I oh. made sure. <laughs> the lucky one. At least one of us can report to. on yeah, this. Yeah, we can delegate the Leafs and Jets <laughs> news to him. <laughs> what uh, happened? What what a gong show of a game. It, it literally looked like WWE on, on ice. Really? It was that physical? Yeah. Well, that, between that and freaking... Pierre Luc Dubois ragdolling Matthews around the ice, and the whole the whole incident with Neil Pionk and uh, Jason Spezza, where Pionk went in to go play the puck with his hand, and Jason Spezza came by and kneed him right in the side of the head. Ooh! Ended up he Spezza ended up getting a six game suspension for that knee. Really? Yep. But to top it all off, the uh, there was a little Wayne Simmons incident with Neil Pionk as well where Logan Stanley actually stepped in and started just giving it to uh, Wayne Simmons and just throwing him around like a ragdoll. And Logan Stanley is not a small guy. He is Tyler Myers, but what you would want Tyler Myers to be. (laughs) I can only imagine. Yeah, he's Tyler Myers if Tyler Myers wasn't Tyler Myers. (laughs) Yeah, so he's literally throwing Wayne Simmons around. And then after after, after he's like going to the bench... He literally takes his helmet off, puts both his hands in the air, and like salutes the crowd. Yeah, I saw. Some, I actually, that's the only thing I really did see from this game was that screen grab of him doing that, and it just looked weird. Like it was a, it was a weird celebration. Mm-hmm. It was, but it was hilarious. And then after the game, they gave him like the, the hard hat in the dressing room kind of deal, where it's like, oh, you're like your best player of the game or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then he, his speech was pretty much, it's always a good day to. To beat the Leafs or something like that. Yeah. Jeez, that's but, some Tom uh, Wilson shit right there. Yeah, it was it was a heated game and it, it was an absolute mess. 
And and to top it all off, there was no Mitch Marner in that game because he got hurt in the pregame the pregame practice with like in a collision with yeah in a collision with Jake Muzzin. Yeah, I saw. I actually did see that that Marner is out for approximately the next month. Um, yeah, that's a long time to miss one of your best players. But yeah, no, that uh, that game for some people they were actually referring to that game as an embarrassment on ice, for just who? because of for the Maple Leafs and the and the Jets for both of them, just because it was an absolute shit show. I, I kind of get that because funny enough, n- not too many years ago we had a game like that against the Leafs as well, where it just the refs let everything get way out of hand. Like, you, you know, you never want the refs to make a call based on the way the game's going or makeup calls or anything. But there's such a thing as game management too, where you can see something's getting out of hand. You start tightening up the calls and kind of show the teams, you know, okay, we're not getting wild here. Let's just play the game. And it sounds like in this game and that Canucks game, the refs just failed to do so. Canucks fans, I don't even have to explain to them which game it is. They already know exactly which game it is. See, I was thinking of the uh, the Flames game where they put the fourth lines out to start. Yeah. That's no, the one I was oh thinking yeah. of. Well, see, but that one, you can't blame that on the refs because that was the opening face-off. Like, what else? There was like, oh, you should have called that penalty earlier. The only thing that had happened so far was the warm-ups. <laughs> like, no, th- this was like, this is uh, where it starts with like someone throws a questionable hit at the beginning of the game. Then someone on the other team throws a questionable, but maybe even escalated hit later to get back at them. And then it's almost a battle of who started it. And then everyone just, you know, starts gooning it up because they yeah. want to get retribution for their teammates. Yeah. Right. It's all, it's all fun and games until someone's on a stretcher. <laughs> yeah. It's all fun and games until Brad Marsh and sleuth foots, your best defenseman. <laughs> yeah. You say well, sleuth foot again. God Are you damn. still doing that? Right. Sleuth foot. <laughs> My whole life, I've called it that. Okay, well, that's not what it is. I know. <laughs> well, Marcus, speaking of stretchers, did you guys see that hit on Jujar Kara? Yeah, we did. Unfortunately. That, yeah, that is a shoulder directly to the nose. <laughs> that oh, was yeah. like the slow-mo. Like, you, it, it, <laughs> it's, it's sad when you see a player go out that way in a game. But I'd be lying if I said it's not funny that Jujar Kara is almost like he's lost the puck in his skates kind of, and he's trying to get it, and he just gets it onto his stick, and he looks up, and <laughs> Truba's shoulder is, I'm not shitting you, like an inch from his nose. Yeah. But And in the slow-mo, it looks funny because he looks up, and and then it hits him about a half a second later. Yeah. In real life, he looks up, and then he loses consciousness, I'm pretty sure. That's, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. when you watch it in slow-mo, you just see... Jujar Kyra's face just all of a sudden stopped moving and the rest of his body continued to move <laughs> into Truba and then he just falls back. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough shit yeah. to actually see, but yeah, no, yeah. like I said, it, it's it's sad. You don't want to joke about it too much because obviously someone got hurt and you, and you never like to see that. But um, yeah, that's it. It was kind of funny the way it looked, I guess is how I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, because he was just completely out cold. It was... Um... It's been a little bit of a weird time for the NHL because there's been a lot of, over the last few weeks, there's been a lot of really big hits and a lot of questionable, dirty plays, especially with another Winnipeg Jets player, Mark Scheifele, getting hurt by a knee on knee. Yeah, Ian Cole. Man, that knee on knee was crazy. That was bad. That was like full body to the full leg. Like his foot went like six feet in the air. And then just, it almost looked like, 
like the way he fell, it was almost like when you squish a bug, they just kind of do that thing where they all go and they like squeeze up. Yeah. Because that's exactly what he did. And he just grabbed his knee. Oh, it was brutal. Well, I, I said to you the first time we watched it, just right before we started recording, was that that hurt the back of my leg watching <laughs> that. Like I felt myself overextend my knee. And that like it, it was, oh, it's just one of those things you, oh, I hate it. I hate the idea of it. That it just, because once that area of your leg goes, you, you're in trouble. You're in big trouble. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully Shifley, could recover from this fairly quickly and hopefully it's nothing too serious yeah because uh that's gonna be a huge blow for the winnipeg jets losing shifley and neil pionk in the last couple games yeah they're so. they're gonna be in and they've already been facing some woes lately they yeah went well on. yeah they, i mean they did bounce back a little bit but yeah but still. that's what i mean is they just bounced back and now they lose two really important players to their roster that's that's a rough position yeah i mean they're they're goons out yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Another team I want to talk about. Well, let's be honest. I don't want to talk about them at all, but we kind of have to because they're making a splash. Is the Minnesota Wild. Right. They are on fire right now. Oh, yeah. And it is not like any Minnesota Wild team I have ever seen before. Yeah, like this team is scoring goals. Yeah, they're not third in their division. <laughs> no, they're yeah. barely behind third in the NHL. Yeah, yeah, they are putting up numbers. They are scoring. There's some players like Kevin Fiala and Kaprizov that are just phenomenal, and they're actually really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And this pains me to say it, but if the Wild keep trending in this direction, I might not hate the Wild as much anymore. I was just gonna say, I like. I know that you know they're good. You can't take that away from them, but you sound quite complimentary of them. You, like you do not sound like someone whose literal thing is hating the Minnesota <laughs> Wild. The biggest reason I hated the Wild is because of the way they played and the play style that they always played, where it was just so boring. They played the neutral zone trap, yada yada yada. But this team is not playing that way. They're scoring goals. They're, they're doing the dirty work. They're, they're fun to watch. And I've seen videos of them in like the dressing room after the game, just all having an absolute blast. Like this team looks like they're really enjoying themselves and and you can see that on the ice. So I give them props. I'm not going to go out and say I'm a Minnesota wild fan, but I I do give them props and I will, I'll give props where, where they're due. So, well, I happen to know you have a Minnesota wild Jersey hanging in your closet. So, no. Are you choking? <laughs> You've actually <laughs> killed him. Yeah, he's gagging. Right <laughs> That's not my jersey. What the f- <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Um, yeah. On. The- I, ru- I rubbed my hand on the desk. That was my bad. Okay. okay. You right. sure you didn't just rip one into the mic? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The joys of having you out of town. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a little bit of a change in direction here. Just like every other episode when we talk about the jerseys. Oh, because right. we always find ourselves talking about jerseys. And to start, I really want to discuss these ugly ass Smashville jerseys. Did you say ugly? I said ugly. Do not tell me that you were going to try to defend these things. Jake, Jake, <laughs> please give me whatever the hell you're going to say. All right. Well, I mean, I guess you guys should probably say what you don't like about them before I can defend them. Oh, okay. No, th- there's nothing I like about them. 
you know what? I'll go with the Bolts jersey because it's the nicest of the two, so it'll be the hardest nope. to rip on. We're talking about the Smashville jersey. <laughs> okay. All right. You know what? You're the host. I'll, I'll, but we'll I'll agree it. with we'll you guys. I, the Bolts jersey isn't bad. I mean, it's a little basic, but it's not yeah. bad. We'll, they, like They have a jersey that already pretty much looks like that. We, we will get to it, but we're going to start with Nashville. Oh, okay. Um, so, f- first of all, this isn't the first thing that everyone's noticed, but it's the first thing for me, is that the Captain C is just about on the arm. It is so far <laughs> off the it, it, the side of the jersey. Um, it, this almost looks like when they printed it and released it and sent it off to Adidas to make it, they hadn't put it through final editing yet because there's really weird, trivial things wrong with this jersey. Uh, one of them being... Half of the letters in Smashville look like they're size 25 bold. The other half look like they're like size 22 bold or unbold. The E looks worse than something that I could draw. The E look the E looks deformed is the, the nicest way I can say it. Yeah. Um, what I will admit is I like the little guitar pick in the middle. I think that looks quite nice. Okay. Um, I almost think they could have made that a lot bigger to cover all the garbage going on behind it. <laughs> okay. Um, and the one thing about this jersey that a lot of people haven't noticed because it's actually on the back of the jersey is the collar. When you look at the back, the you know the number's fine, the name bar is fine, and then you look at the collar, and with the same stupid deformed letters that they used on the front, <laughs> it says Preds. But this literally looks like a fourth grader drew this. <laughs> the P, R, E, D, and S are all different sizes, <laughs> seemingly different fonts. I, I don't even know where to start with this. This is almost, this is like, I'm t- what is this? Maybe three by one inches on the jersey. And this is arguably worse than the front. <laughs> okay. Tyler, take it away. I don't think there's much more to say other than I feel bad for whoever has to stitch this thing. Some it's poor Adidas like, employees looking at this like, no, this isn't right. This this can't be right. Like none of the none of the letters are the same, like you said. The S just kind of cuts off. It's not even a full S. The C is in the freaking corner. The it's just it it's disgusting. I can't even look at it. Do you want to make the joke about how it's uh it's like a, just a bar or like a, a stripe or a line? Dude, that doesn't bother us. It's fine. Oh, okay. It's that's not a. It, there's a stripe through the jersey. Cool. That's not new. That's fine. <laughs> Honestly, this jersey would be better if they took all the writing off of it. Yeah, if it was just it would a just bo- be the Swedish flag. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which looks much better than what with, they've with, created with with a guitar pick. The Swedish <laughs> flag with a guitar pick. <laughs> all right, now, Jake, do your best to tell us why you don't hate this jersey <laughs> okay um well the first thing i like about it is that they went with blue i like that they you know they don't really go that direction too often but they have blue in their history and so i thought ah, it's kind of cool to go with blue um and obviously they still have the preds yellow that's great so so far your favorite thing is that this looks like a st louis blues jersey yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, i have a yeah. feeling this doesn't look like a blues jersey at all no, but. you're right. Beyond the colors, no, we've gotten a bit lost. Right. So obviously, you want to p- you want to pick on the the lettering, whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, you're right. The letters are kind of goofy. You know, they're different sizes and whatever. However, the one thing that I really love about the letters is what they spell. 
They spell Smashville. I think that's so cool for a one-time Stadium Series jersey where they just do away with all of the branding that they have and they decide to just embrace the nickname of Smashville. I just think that's so cool that they went with that and they thought, you know what, let's put this on a jersey. And so now it's an official jersey. And also that guitar pick you're referring to, that's their shoulder patch. So yeah. that's that's the logo that they always have on yeah, their jerseys. that's the one nice thing about this jersey. Anyway, and then they decided to move it to the middle of the jersey. So I think that's cool too. And like, yeah, there's there's plenty of reasons why the jersey looks goofy. Also, the C, if it's actually there on the real jerseys when they wear them, I'll be blown away. This is obviously just, they've moved it off to the side so you can get a good idea of what the jersey looks like. Is that what you think? I, I'd be surprised if they have it. It, it. it looks like it's in the armpit. Like You're right. Yeah, like it's, it's probably not actually going to be there when they actually run the jerseys. It'll probably be where it's normally on a jersey. But you and if it is there, yeah, I'd be surprised. I hope the letters don't look like that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they will, but I like it. I think it's unique and it's kind of goofy. I mean, I wouldn't buy one myself because I think it's, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of, <laughs> well, no, I just, I'm kind of against the idea of like one time jerseys unless they're like really special or really cool. Mm. And this one just, this I don't know. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, no, it's special. All right. It's special needs. But anyway, no, I had to make that joke. Yeah. But anyway, it's just, I don't know. I think it's a cool one time, one use jersey, you know, like it, they wear this once and they never wear it again. I'm not really upset about because it's not super great, and it's not super awful in my eyes. I think they could have gone so much better with this. I think so, too. I think that they definitely could have had a better jersey. And I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that like their first effort with a, the whole Smashville nickname, this is what they came up with. But who knows? Maybe this is just the first iteration of a, a long line of jerseys, which I'm sure you guys will hate. But I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to. Of their six-year-old market designer. <laughs> And just real quick, because I know we were on that for a while, the uh, the Bolts jersey, the Tampa Bay jersey, I think it actually looks quite nice. I think, honestly, one of my only knocks on it is that they kind of just copied that Retro Canada jersey and made it their own team colors and wrote Bolts on it. Uh, but I guess the reason why I don't hate it that much is because I really like that Team Canada jersey. Yeah. Well, so I mean, also, like, this jersey, they, they literally have. They have a jersey that says Bolts. Yeah. It's just the lightning bolt on the bottom is new. So Yeah. It's cool. Like yeah, I think I like it more than the one they already have, but whatever. Yeah. It's neat. I I, I would agree with that. It's just it's just fine. It's not yeah. great. It's not bad. It's just it's fine. I like those jerseys. I would buy one. Okay. All right. Well, that is enough jersey talk for me today. So uh like every good episode, let's jump on into the inbox. We might have to do that again and turn that way the fuck down. I don't know. I thought it was fine. Dude, That's <laughs> if someone's listening to that with headphones, they're going to blow their eardrums out. That was loud. Good. Let's do Good. it. Was it really that Let's loud? blow their eardrums out. Hold on. <laughs> uh, sorry, Tyler. You, you wouldn't have heard that, but... I think mean, Jake got a text message exactly as he hit the button. <laughs> so we got this little ding. <laughs> <laughs> ding splash. <laughs> that was great. Oh, We're keeping God. that. Okay. We're keeping sure, that. Whatever. That was good. Okay. All right. Well, let's just let's just start with the questions here. <laughs> oh, I, I thought he was gonna say let's jump in the inbox. <laughs> I was ready. I was I'm ready. Not your hand hovering over the button. <laughs> I, I Tyler, what, what I are we doing? Better. What are we doing? Oh, Jesus. Don't Where? do it. Nope, Don't. No, no, no. What type of coach do the Flyers need? Do they need torts? Do they need to ship off Giroux? What do you guys think? Well, those are two questions, so we should probably yeah, tackle yeah. one at a time. But here. I guess what, the, nope. what they're really asking is what what's 
what are the Flyers looking at here? I think that they're probably going to need to look at a bit of a retool. And I think moving out Giroux now is their best uh, option here. Do you think retool is the best option or should they tear what they have down? Because really what they have to me isn't that much. Yeah, I mean, like they do have some decent pieces. Um, it's just that like... But is it enough to build around? Okay, well, let me let me start with this. So the first game they had with Mike Yao at the helm, they lost 7-5. So that tells me a few things. One, they're not really struggling to put the puck in the net. No. Five goals is, is respectable, right? If you score five goals in an NHL game, 90% of the time, you've won that game. Yeah, you at least should. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, they let in seven. And so that tells me that either Hart isn't good enough, the defense isn't good enough, or the team isn't good enough. And I'm leaning... Martin Jones was in net for that game. He was? Okay. All right. Well, then Martin Jones isn't good enough, the defense or, or the team. And I'm leaning towards the defense. I think the defense is the problem in, in Philadelphia. And I think moving out Giroux to bring back another defensive piece could help fix the defense. However, what kind of piece they're going to get... We don't really know. I think it's going to be probably a younger prospect, not a pick, but like a young defensive prospect that they can eventually grow into a solid defenseman. And then maybe in a few years down the line, when Ellis is older, Ristolainen's older, and uh, some of the other defensemen they have back there just kind of age a little bit, they can they can get better that way. Because right now it's just it's it's pretty bleak on the on the line there, almost as bleak as in Vancouver, but not quite. Well, the reason Martin Jones was in net and he led in seven goals is because the game before that, Carter Hart was in net and he led in seven goals. Okay. Yeah. So. So <laughs> there's really no winning. Right. <laughs> Literally. <Yeah. laughs> there's no winning in Philadelphia. Um, as for coaching, I don't think Tortorella is exactly what they need right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you bring in torts, I could almost see... Not doing exactly what the Canucks did, but seemingly what a lot of teams have recently done with Torts, where you bring him in for max two or three years. Mm -hmm. Because he is enough to shake up the room and tell them, hey, you're not good enough. And he can temporarily give them a spark. But from what we've seen, you know, you can only run that so far until the players get just kind of straight up pissed off, right? You know, they don't want to just hear they suck. Yeah. They want to eventually round the corner, and he's not great at doing that. He can alert you to how bad you are. He has trouble finding real success, though, or at least he has on his last few teams. Here, Travis Green's out of a position right now. Yeah, well, I'm not sure. That is not a good fit. Yeah, I was going to say, Green, I think 100% will be back in the NHL, and I would say probably as soon as next season, but I don't think that's what Philadelphia specifically is looking for. Marcus, are you driving home tonight? Uh, that was the plan, yes. <laughs> well, what have you been smoking? <laughs> See, there is a spare bedroom there that you're welcome to crash. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, we, we have bedrooms in Vancouver Boys Studios. Yes. <laughs> which definitely isn't in Tyler's mom's basement. <laughs> um, no, I, seriously, though. Green did not work out in Vancouver. He will get another job in the NHL. But it won't be in Philadelphia. No, exactly. No. Exactly. Other than that, um, yeah, I think maybe they go within. They, they look at maybe promoting uh, a, a coach from the AHL, or maybe they stick with Mike Yao. I mean, he's got NHL experience before, and, um, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe he'll be a good fit. You know, he did a decent job in Minnesota. Not great. He did a terrible job in St. Louis. But I was going to say, he was the coach that they got, <laughs> that they got rid of when they won the Cup. He was yeah. literally at the helm 
of a team that won the Stanley Cup Finals and dragged them to last place in the league yeah. halfway through the season. Yeah, but I mean, he's there right now. So, but like I said, maybe Lee Valley has a team that or has a coach that they'll promote, which is the AHL team of Philadelphia. Right, the Phantoms. That's a cool name. Yeah, the Lee Valley. I don't know if it's Lee or Lay Valley Phantoms. It's L E I G H. A quick side note. Um, do you guys see that score out of the uh, the AHL the other day? Was it ten nothing? Yeah, it was ten one or ten one. Yeah, the yeah. Heat beat the Barracuda ten to one. Damn. Ooh, that's that's rough. rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Both say that's rough at the same time. <laughs> that's rough. That is rough. Well, I think that's all we're going to have time for for questions. All right. Considering Wait a minute. how much content we tried to pile in there. What did he just say? I think he said uh, that's all the time we have. Speaking of the time, I think it's time for, for Tyler's surprise, surprise headline. headline. Fuck. Sorry, I'll just do that again. What the <laughs> hell did you just do? <laughs> so, sorry, when when I reached forward to hit the button, you know how our mic arms are kind of like A-frame? I yeah, went. We like, have fancy mics. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, Marcus <laughs> likes to tear apart every week. No, I reached like through the bend in the frame to hit the button because it's in front of me. And when I pulled my arm back, my Apple Watch just smoked the mic arm, and there's springs on it that just started rattling like crazy. But anyway, uh, Tyler's surprise headline. Yeah, it's Tyler's surprise headline. It's Tyler's surprise headline. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> Florida man. Oh boy. Accidentally butt dials nine one one. While cooking meth with his mother. <laughs> oh, poor Walter. <laughs> Did he say his name was Walter? Walter White. Oh, yeah, Breaking okay. Bad joke. Ah, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I've never seen Breaking Bad. No, uh, no. You've never seen Breaking Bad, dude. This is—it's not the same thing. You hadn't seen Happy Gilmore. That's completely different. I haven't different. seen Breaking Bad either. Yeah, you <laughs> haven't seen Breaking no, no, Bad. No, the constant here is that. We're agreeing that this is worse on you than it is on yeah, us. Yeah, well, I haven't even seen all of Breaking Bad either. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. All this guy watches is Sunday football. That's it. Don't get out of bed. Yeah. Just watch Sunday football. But man, butt dials 911 whilst cooking meth. You got to think too, how specific with, would that conversation have to have been for him to get caught? Like his mother. Hey mom, <laughs> pass the meth ingredients. Like how did they put this together? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. a police op. A police operator stayed on the line for nearly half an hour listening to them talk about making and selling meth. The operator noted also detected a bubbling sound as if something was cooking in the background. And it was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine the police come to the door. They're like, yeah, we heard reports of bubbling on the phone. He's like, it was just mac and cheese. Yeah. I was just making mac and cheese. Yeah, really, really strong mac and cheese. <laughs> And you know what? You know what is like is just perfect to top it all off. Is this man was on probation, so he knew he had people checking in on him, no and cool. he still decided he was cooking meth with his mother. <laughs> yeah. Yo, mom, what are we doing today? Oh, just cooking some meth. Yeah, pass me my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's just uh, man. That's something else. Yeah, well, that's Florida for you. <laughs> yeah. First place in the NHL, by the way. Yeah, that's right. Florida <laughs> meth addicts. <laughs> it's a great farm team. 
Yeah. <laughs> Florida meth heads. <laughs> I mean, we got the crackheads, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but they're in the NHL. So, yeah. What are you going to do? Yes, fair enough. Well, I mean, the Florida's Florida's farm team can probably beat the, the freaking Seattle Kraken. Yeah, well, they're, they're not doing too great there. Speaking of things that aren't doing too great. I think I think it's time we put this episode to bed. I agree. I think it's time for me to go to bed. <laughs> um, well, that was that was a fun, interesting episode. So uh, a bit different. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank you for everyone who stuck around and uh, hung out. Just a reminder that uh, if you do want to get a hold of us or or chat with us, we do have an email at vancouverboyshockey at gmail or you can reach us on social medias for Twitch, Instagram, and TikTok. It's at Vancouver Boys Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Vancouver Boys underscore. It's been a blast, like always. Yeah. And we really appreciate you guys sticking around. And just a reminder to you listeners, after you're done listening to this fantastic episode, please rate, subscribe. Do whatever you can to help us grow. <laughs> do, do whatever. I don't, care. I don't care what you have to do. But if it helps us grow, we appreciate the hell out of you. Yep. We enjoy growing. Thank you again. <laughs> we, we love you all. All right. All right. Okay. This has gone the wrong direction. Yeah. No. Thanks. Good job, Tyler. We'll take it from here. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us. See you on the next one. Peace. Watch us on Twitch. All right, boys, we're up. Oh, my God. Holy fuck. That was fucking mental start to finish.